In a world full of podcasts, your hosts, Chris and Jordan, are on the search for a truly original podcast idea. A quest to find an auditory experience that will amaze your ears and your minds. A journey to go through every single ridiculous podcast idea we have to find the one that truly stands above them all. The one that can become its own show and eventually replace this stupid one. Thank you, audience, for joining us on Chris and Jordan Need a Podcast. And I'm Jordan. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, everyone. Welcome back. I'm Chris. I'm Jordan. And we're here today with a whole nother round of fun and fresh podcast ideas. And this first one we've got coming up certainly is a doozy. (laughs) Um, In the past, there have been times when we've been unsure if other people have already had kind of similar ideas to us before we came up with them. But this one, which was Jordan's idea... I'm pretty sure no one has thought of before <laughs> it's now. It's truly an original so, and something that only could have come from my mind. I <laughs> so think, I think it. it's pretty unique. Um, all right. Well, this one is for the historical buffs. Uh, if you like history, if you like communism, if you don't like communism, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> um, so really, uh, we have all the demographics. Yeah. Well, unless you're not a fan of history... In that case, it's honestly probably still would work for you. Now that I think about it, there's, I don't think there's much historical basis to this. Anyway, not to derail myself, uh, my podcast is called Improvda, a, st- a Stalinist com- improv comedy podcast. So you could think like uh, Comedy Bang Bang meets Pravda, the Soviet-controlled newspaper. Yeah, <laughs> that's 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 all I need to know. I, I already get it. For real, though, I have many questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So give me the questions. Um, wow. Okay, where to start? <laughs> By the way, we very rarely discuss these ideas before we go fully in depth on the show. So I know nothing apart from what Jordan has just said, because this is basically just what he said. These are mostly cold pitch. pitches. Yes. Yeah. Um. Where does the Stalinist part come in? Well, that so what I was thinking is every episode and every uh, every improv set routine. I don't know much about improv terms. Um, has to have a pro communist angle. So, for example, you know how there would be like, what's the word from the audience? Well, maybe it could be. Um, What's a Bolshevik. Si- yeah? What's a what's a situation where a worker worked really hard and it benefited the government and thus benefited the people? <laughs> <laughs> and somebody be like, uh, working in a factory. You're like, perfect. Today's theme is working in a factory. <laughs> um, everyone, give us a color. Uh, red. <laughs> How about blue? Uh, loud gunshot. <laughs> red. <laughs> Man, so how how would we get audience engagement though? Would we need would we need guests? Because if we well, wanted... uh, every week we would bring on. Um, I'm tr- I'm forgetting what the term for it was. There's a, there's a Soviet term for this, but a true hard worker, somebody who really proved themselves in the fields or in the factories. Like we have Big John Henry. They had um... <laughs> Big John Henry. <laughs> I forgot this to do the you timer. Know, we, how, we... how far into this pitch we... are we? <laughs> <laughs> You know, the big John Henry, uh, who's who's the guy with the big blue ox? 
Yeah, I don't know many of their names. Um, <laughs> These American mythical figures. There was the guy... Uh, Johnny Appleseed. Johnny Appleseed. Was, John, Johnny was it John Henry or was it Joe Henry? I don't know. I don't <laughs> not remember. I do not remember. A Stakhanovite. A Stakhanovite. Named after Alexei Stakhanov. <laughs> um, so yeah, well, every week we'll bring on uh, a Stakhanovite who we think would be a good addition to our improv team. <laughs> Um, so, would would we would would the like structure of it kind of vary from episode to episode? Like, it would be a different kind of improv routine every episode. Well, it would uh, like a different kind of game. It could be a different game, but it, it would ultimately probably be repetitive, considering the <laughs> the rules. You know, the there's going to be a lot of censorship. I do. There's a part of me that worries that um, Improvda has has a limited scope in terms yeah. of its possibilities. Uh, something we could do is I'm thinking we could have um, like a wheel, or, or it could be, or, um, and, it, and on the wheel could be political ideologies. <laughs> so like we have, we have. Um, it doesn't even need to be communism. Like maybe we have like Marxism, Stalinism, then there's Maoism. Yeah, it could be like several different communism. Then I there see, could be yeah. fascism, capitalism, <laughs> socialism, and depending. Then we have another wheel with like, and it can be that maybe this wheel can be different each week. That can be like um a like a word or a color or a thing like that. And yeah. we base it on that. I see. So <laughs> and it needs to be pro that ideology. Or well, I don't know because. If, then it can't continue to be called Improvda. Because then True. it has to, if we do like fascism or capitalism or like Trotskyism, <laughs> it would have to become like anti that ideology. Um, if we have any communist listeners, please tell us is Trotskyism a thing? Does Leon Trotsky like have his own ideology? It is. It was a difference. Uh, I'm going to come off something like an actual communist, which I am not. All right. But, Hit uh, me with that knowledge. Trotskyism is uh, you're trying to globalize. Uh, communism. So, so like, when the revolution happened, Trotskyism was like, all right, but that's not the end of the revolution. Now we have to globalize this movement. We, we need to make the revolution of the proletariat like a worldwide thing. Like it's our responsibility to continue. Yeah. Whereas I guess the big difference with Stalin was Stalin was a like kind of an isolationist, if you will. That's not a good word to describe it. But I guess like his whole idea was we need to become a superpower on our own type of thing, which is so Stalin and Trotsky had very competing ideas. Okay. So uh, I understand that this mostly hinged on using the title improv. <laughs> yes. That's the whole <laughs> crux of this. But, um, I don't know. I feel, I feel like if we bring more ideologies in, um, I do think that's we true. Could, we could expand the, I agree. I agree. But I do think we'll have, we'd have to maintain the, depending on the ideology, it would have to be, either pro or anti that ideology mm, yeah i was about to say i think i think if we're like it always has to be pro stalin that's the catch so like i i'm i'm all for like oh no hitler is rising to power <laughs> but then, i mean obviously you're not gonna take the pro fascist yeah that's gonna be like you'd have to stay anti it or i guess a better example would just be like the we'll just make it capitalism and it would have to be anti-capitalist so so how so you know this this actually would allow us to keep the Improvda title. It could be that it needs to be from the communist perspective. Yeah. But 
if we do something like about capitalism, yeah. it used to be about why capitalism was bad. That's what I, that's what I mean. I, I, I think it'd be funny if it's like the scene is like a bunch of Americans sitting in a <laughs> drinking soda. <laughs> you know, they're at a diner and they're like, oh, I just got back from the office and it's truly a miserable life here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like All this private property we have. Oh. <laughs> Anyway, that's that's that pitch. Mm, I think it has potential, but we would need to. Um, I think just the thing that would we would need to refine is how we do the improv. Like what, yeah, what forms of improv we'd use, how mm-hmm. we'd set up the rules of the improv mm-hmm. to make it mo- most interesting yeah. and engaging. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's move on to the next pitch. This one will be yours. Yes. So. This one, um, going into music a little bit, my idea, I called it Podcidental Music Cast, and my pitch was that we would review and discuss film scores. Um, I said and soundtracks, but I, I meant scores more, more so, like music yeah. written for movies. Mm-hmm. But we would review them without the context of the movie. We would just be reviewing them as albums. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question that I've been thinking of since I read the pitch in yes. the slack chat um why pod sedental i get music cast but where's the sedental coming from oh i was thinking of um incident like incidental music oh, uh, kind of like I the technical yeah, term yeah, yeah, for yeah, yeah, yeah. score so i was like oh pod sedental pod music cast that's not a very good title no it makes more sense improv-da. now that i understand i did not know it was called incidental Look, music none of not all of us can have puns as good as improvda okay i know improvda I'm, I'm is truly a gem <laughs> So, I, you know, I, I think the thing that really had me thinking about this um, was that I was reflecting on, uh, you know how um, Sp- Spotify at the end of the year shows you a thing for, like, the artists you've, you've listened yeah. to most or the albums you've listened to Your most. Your year in review. Yeah. Um, one of the albums I had for, um, or artists I listened to the most, was actually Michael Giacchino. And I think that was mostly because of the Jurassic World soundtrack. <laughs> now... The merits of Jurassic World, excuse me, well, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, the second one, a movie we saw in theaters. <laughs> yes, we did. Which I think was a good decision. Um, it was an experience, <laughs> yes. It definitely blew our minds at every turn. But I think regardless of the film's merits, and they're debatable, <laughs> is that that soundtrack is amazing. <laughs> and... um. I feel like uh, I, 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 I'm going to guess you haven't listened to it as much as me, but I think there's plenty to say about that score, like just as a piece of yeah, music. Yeah, I haven't listened to it as much, like, uh, clearly. <laughs> it wasn't associated from this film that uh, I think most people would say isn't exactly a masterpiece. You'd hear this and go, whoa, this is like an amazing yeah. piece of like orchestration yeah and, and arrangement that like, happens a bit there's organs there's like a choir it's like it's a, it's very it's almost like a it's like gothic horror at times i don't i don't know how many people listening to this yeah. are familiar but <laughs> anyway point is I, I, I love that score and i think i would assert that if we were to do this idea i would need that to be episode one <laughs> yeah. well there's definitely a lot of things cause like uh this in recent memory uh, the Phantom Thread score, I remember being really, really great. Yeah, it is. I've never seen the movie. Um, like oh, the it's music. really good. I know, uh, I know. I gotta see it. And I, I, <laughs> my uh, Radiohead fandom is really coming out here. But then also, like, 
Like uh, Suspiria had Tom York sound like score slash soundtrack, but that all had lyrics to yeah, it too. And I, there's obviously several movies that like like Purple Rain or uh, <laughs> you know like we have to address some of those albums that are soundtracks. I think yeah, which could be a fun element to it perhaps, or maybe you're not. I said perhaps like but, I'm but a, perhaps. perhaps perhaps. I think I think I think the the risk is that if we get into something that's more like a musical, where the music kind of is the movie, that might be. That might be tougher. I think there could be situations where it could work. Like, um, didn't uh, ACDC have an album where it was literally the whole album was the soundtrack for uh, Maximum Overdrive? I have no clue. Okay, um, let me just do a couple <laughs> steps back. Um, Stephen King wrote a story. I think it was a short story called Trucks. Yeah. Um, and it's a very, very silly premise yeah like basically i think a ufo passes by earth and it, mm-hmm. it transmits some signal or weird alien energy that basically causes machines and to make that fax machine noise <laughs> well <laughs> it, it, it 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 sends dial up to harass us <laughs> yeah. all day long but it um more specifically it causes cars and trucks vehicles to turn on humanity Oh my god! Um, and this is the one movie he directed, well, right? This is the only film adaptation of his stories that he directed. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> and the soundtrack is all ACDC. That's amazing. <laughs> and apparently, I forget the exact how exactly the story goes, but something to the effect of Stephen King said he like he wouldn't do it unless if he could get ACDC <laughs> to do the soundtrack. That's and really it's amazing. Funny. Um, <laughs> like, like there's, it's. It's like the least scary Stephen King movie. Like, these trucks driving around, like, people shooting, like, rockets at trucks. I gotta watch this. ATM that calls Stephen King an asshole. It's like, this machine has called me an asshole. (laughs) This is the opening scene of the movie. That's so funny. So my point is, that would be a soundtrack review. Oh, that also brings us to a callback, because then we could do uh, the Transformers movie soundtrack. Oh, yeah, we could. Which you played for me once, which was truly enlightening. Could we do Miko's Star Wars disco? Um, Or do you think that's a little bit too I feel like- uh, removed, since it literally is pretty removed? I mean, it's not an actual soundtrack. but No, I feel like that could be a... Could be like that a special like a episode, spin, a spinoff. I think the problem with that is that so if we're trying to review the scores as albums, when you look at the disco remix <laughs> of, of the Star Wars theme, I feel like um, you kind of get into a world where you have to take into consideration the source material because mm. you have to think about you know the how culturally significant star wars was yeah. and what it inspired in people and how literally the year it came out it's like we're making a, a disco tribute to the soundtrack yeah when you put it like that also i guess you have to make rules like a movie like star wars is off limits yeah because it's, it's impossible uh, or like pretty discuss. much any famous score like that so rules would be don't talk about such iconic things that it's just boring and us just being like, oh my god, this thing that everybody thinks is great is great. Or this thing that everybody thinks is bad is bad. Like, I, I think that'd be kind of lame. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the next. Well, before we move on, I think we should take a we should take a slight break. Oh, yeah. I wanted, break. We, maybe we should uh, yeah. advertise a product. Yeah. Um. So before we move on to our, our next podcast pitch, here's a word from our sponsor. Have you ever wanted to experience one sense with a whole other sense? Well, coming this summer, Sonic Soda 
the very first soda that you can hear as you drink it. Experience the fizzy sensation so powerful, it will affect your eardrums as well as your taste buds. Sonic Soda uses our patented Sonic Super Technology to make sure that you can experience multiple sensations from our single liquid formula. Sonic Soda gives you the power of rock and roll in your ears as well as in your mouth. Sonic Soda. Tastes like sound. Sounds like taste. All right, we're back. That was a great ad, high quality ad. Yes, um, this is an ad for the ad. <laughs> yeah, uh, we um, we we fully endorse what they're doing. Although I have to say, um, recently their products have been letting me down a bit. And I know I'm not supposed to say that about our advertisers, but <laughs> you know, um, while you're bringing that up too, their CEO, uh, it was in the news recently. And uh, a bit questionable. I know we're doing. not. I, I know I we're know not supposed to talk. It's about. a bad thing to mention because. There's truly a good sponsor, you know, we need that uh, money. But the point is, we don't necessarily agree with his his political views. And we don't think he should be president. Yes. Anyway, yeah, uh, anyway, let's move on to our M- next pitch on. of the day. Yes. <clears throat> um, all right. This pitch, uh, I'm going to have to give an assist to a friend of the show mm. for uh, actually giving me this idea. Nice. Over a tasty burger. Um <laughs> Yeah, I only engage with the audience in person. So if you want to engage with the show, just uh, text me and we'll make some plans. <laughs> <laughs> text 1-800-VOTE-NOW. Yeah, yeah. Text pl- uh, text engage to 1-800-VOTE-NOW. <laughs> engage <laughs> Would that work? Um, engage exclamation point. <laughs> Is there a key? I guess that's... I don't know. We're, we're okay. making it up. <laughs> anyway, the name of... I don't have a name for this. We should come up with a name for this one. Um, but the concept is we're going to listen to songs. Maybe they are notable. Maybe they're not. And we're going to listen to them backwards to find, uh, satanic messages. Mm, um, okay. you know, obviously there's Led Zeppelin songs, Stairway to Heaven, uh, Stairway yeah. to Heaven um, Revolution nine by the Beatles. Mm. These are, these are classic ones. Uh, but I found on YouTube, there's like the Ar- iCarly theme song backwards has a <laughs> wait, satanic wait, message. what? Yo, dude, it's true. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, so no, it's, it's true. true. It's true. <laughs> it's true, it's true that these YouTube videos exist. <laughs> uh, but whether they're satanic or not is still in theory, still being discussed. <laughs> Did uh, Miranda Cosgrove sell her soul to the devil? Possibly. The world will never know. Well, I mean, she's kind of disappeared from the public eye. I mean, it quite, it's quite possible her soul was reclaimed. Well, that's neither here nor there, per se, Yes. but perhaps when we uh, do this podcast, we will discuss this. Uh, we'll listen to anything. We'll look for the devil message. If there isn't one, we'll find one anyway. Yes. Um, and we're, we're going to try to find out why. We'll, maybe we could deep dive into the history. Uh, you know, how like the the Stairway to Heaven story is that um, he's... Uh, who's Robert Plant? Who wrote the songs? Robert Plant or Jimmy Page sold their uh, sold their souls to the yeah, devil because like they that. had writer's block or something. Yeah, yeah, of uh, a, which, very, a very reasonable tale. Or Revolution Nine was that Paul McCartney died in that car crash. Yeah, and now there's um, been a soulless clone yeah. in this place for all these decades. Yeah, so um, so we have to come up with like a story. For I've why. got the chills talking about this right now. Oh like, yeah, I'm, I'm spooked. <laughs> you know, guys, you I can't see noises. this, but the lights just flickered in this room. <laughs> <laughs> um, what what is that creaking noise? <laughs> oh no! Um, so like maybe we like 
so like we'll listen to like um the cheers theme song backwards and yeah be yeah like uh um Satan is uh, almighty. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the the end six six six, apocalypse twenty nineteen or that, something like that. Is that what the song says, or is that a message from you? Oh, <laughs> um, that's that definitely what the you song believe? says when you play backwards. <laughs> I've, I can prove it. Um, I've done years of research on the subject. The Cheers theme song specifically. I think an interesting thing to add on to this concept. Is that after we analyze and, you know, discover everything about the satanic message, we review it as a message. Like, what was yeah. the quality of the message? How does it actually fit into the song? So, was the song worth selling your soul for? You know? Like, <laughs> so, in the case of Stairway to Heaven, like, I think that was definitely worth selling their soul, yeah. soul for. Cheers, probably worth selling your soul for. iCarly theme song. <laughs> that was a pretty successful show. Yeah, it's it like a terrible like I, song. It's I just, mean, you know, it's not really stare what happened. iCarly wasn't syndicated or anything, <laughs> so I'm not sure if that song even has that much reach. Yeah, maybe not. Was the Cheers theme song written for Cheers, or is it a separate song? That's it was, Gary it was, Portnoy. It was written for Cheers, I think. Right? I'm not sure. I'm asking that genuinely. I believe it was. I, I don't. I don't know for sure. I think it was. That song, I didn't know that there was a satanic history to it, and that's... Oh, no, I just made that up. Oh, I'm really <laughs> glad. If that song turned out to be satanic, I'd be, You'd be sad. devastated. But, I mean, that doesn't mean we're not going to go look, you know? Yeah, we, well, we have to. There's going to be no bias here. We're going to go after our favorites, too. I think it would also be helpful... Um, uh, to do a little research, I think we should have a copy of the Satanic Bible on us. <laughs> I think so that's we can, true. No, well, that way we can cross-reference the messages and see if it's on brand. Yeah, whereas you think it might be a phony Satanic message? Yeah, because it, it's like, it might be, you know, it might just be saying 666 Satan, whatever. It would be like, well, God, this is something to say about Satanism, actually. There's no depth. <laughs> I think that th this concept that there might be people who were like, I don't know, people might listen to this backwards. We better put a satanic message into this. <laughs> it could get a... I could see the concept getting a little repetitive, like once we listen to enough songs yeah. backwards. So we we definitely need to get a wide variety of music. We need to amp up the shock value, too. Like, uh, it would have to be some pretty stupid song choices. Yeah, like, if, like we gotta eventually do, like, Bodak Yellow or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. the, like, the satanic messages in there. Um, I think it'd also be funny if maybe we went into, um, metal songs and looked for, like, Christian <laughs> messages. <laughs> Fundamentalist Christian messages yeah. and play them backwards. Oh my god. I feel like what if that was just the show? <laughs> we could alternate, I guess. Yeah, I think it'd be. Um, but then we need a we need a real Bible too. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, but that's these are easy things to purchase. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> or steal. Oh. If you steal a satanic Bible, is that a sin? <laughs> or <is> that... <laughs> no, I think I think the. I think the um, Church of Satan just gets a little annoyed. <laughs> I think that's it. What are the stakes for a Satanist? Anyway, Satan is Satan. real. We're going to look Satan for Satan lives. music. <laughs> um, we, we might just need to find a way to make it not repetitive, though. Yeah. But we could do it. All right, let's do our last one. This one's yours? Yes. We have one more pitch. Well, I do. <laughs> so uh, Yeah, I don't know why I asked if it was yours, since I knew it was yours. This yeah, one's generally, yours? they're from you or me. Oh, or no, is in, this one mine? But in this case, it was a fan. <laughs> we, had a, we had a fan That is pitch, true. So. Yeah, it was... Yeah. Uh, 
So, this last pitch. Um, this was one that is very much in my wheelhouse, in my uh, in my area of expertise. It's but, near, um, it's dear. It is, but I this think it year. is something we could... Bo- this yeah. year. <laughs> yes. All of these things. But I feel like it's something we could both contribute to pretty mm-hmm. equally. Yeah. So my pitch is called Monstrous Metaphors. Um, that, that's subject to change. But basically, um, I thought about... I was thinking about monster movies, as I often do. I watch a lot of monster movies. And, you know, as director Guillermo del Toro has said um, quite a few times, what are what are movie monsters, or monsters in general, if not big walking metaphors mm-hmm. for things? Yes. You know, Godzilla, nuclear proliferation. Mm-hmm. You have uh, the alien is like the fear of the unknown. Yeah. Uh, Frankenstein is like, oh, the the limits of science and knowledge. Anyway, um, and I was like, man, what if there was a podcast series, one, that took, like, some historical or current event, and we just built a monster movie around that? with an explicit metaphor <laughs> in mind or uh, or allegory um so like i was thinking i'm um, just 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 a random one off the top of my head library of alexandria famously lost yeah. to time right uh-huh. destroyed so i was thinking like what if we had like a monster movie set in a library and there's a monster that like is in our, our protagonist is a library whoops their protagonist is a librarian but like the books are getting destroyed and it's in this monster is like this monster could represent our um how we destroy knowledge in our in in when we proliferate warfare and focus on violence rather than peace mm-hmm. i think that's a maybe yeah that's obviously a very far away historical event yeah but we could do something more recent yeah like um i don't know uh like the volcanic eruption of pompeii yes very recent <laughs> is, is that more recent I don't think so. <laughs> I, I, think it, I think it is. Yeah, actually. Cause, day. No, because Pompeii would have been a Pompeii would have been Rome. Well, a volcano. I don't, know, I don't know if the Library of Alexandria was burned when Greece was still. I don't know. <laughs> I, well, similar things still happen. I mean, yeah, I don't know. The volcano. But, but what, what? But I don't know. What would be a good metaphor for the eruption a of Reese, Pompeii? A good metaphor. Yeah. Um, I guess it's. Hard. I mean, the volcano is too literal. I guess. <laughs> well, so is, is the metaphor you just, you shouldn't build a city on a, on rock and on a roll. goddamn volcano? <laughs> <laughs> okay, the story is, this town uh, is like, we love, it's the story of Woodstock. <laughs> We're going to build a town at a rock and roll uh, festival. We're going to build a town called Cleveland at the, history, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We're going to invite all these bands to come live with us, but they're going to all be Satanists. <laughs> oh. And Satan comes and destroys, and you're like, well... Uh, I'm not sure. Don't build your home on the land of on the land of rock, rock and, roll. and roll. Don't build your city <laughs> on, yeah, on rock, rock and roll. roll. And it's about the how ephemeral pop culture is at the end of the day. Oh, that's a good, much better angle than mine was. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like I liked your um, I liked the surface of your idea. I just want to add, you know, the the core, the message. Yeah, well, I had a great idea and you ruined it. Oh, is what well, really no. happened. <laughs> Point is, we could do anything. We would just need to pick like a different event or idea that hasn't really been. Discussed. Discussed in the form of a monster mm-hmm. movie, and we need to make an allegorical monster film for that idea. I'm for this. So, because this also means that you could do something that's pretty serious. Yes. Could also do something pretty silly. Yes. Um, I think it, this also, like a few of our pitches today, could get repetitive. Yeah. 
Um, I think we need more than just a historical event. Mm. I'm also wondering if the historical events might get too esoteric, such as the an issue with improv show was. Oh yeah, that too. But um, <laughs> uh, and so that might inc- mean we might have to do like a Argo style two minute history. Mm, yeah. Before it starts, yeah, because um, everybody's referencing Argo. Of course, uh, yeah. <laughs> true inspiration. Still talking about, especially the podcasts. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but I mean, like, we could do. I think it would actually be worth it, even if it was something more recent, to just like give a brief summary of events or the idea we'd mm-hmm. be talking about. So, you know, even if maybe you're not up to date on everything in the world, it just helps to get that little primer, and you can yeah. be like, oh yeah, that's what the um, the uh, that's what friends are for. That's what the tsunami in japan was about. yeah that's what happened um mm-hmm. although honestly we couldn't do that because that's kind of what the plot of shin godzilla was oh so that's who got elected in 2016 <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think we um there are certain ones we're like feel like uh feel like this one this they, a little too hot button little too being discussed kind of by everyone else yeah yeah it's definitely uh we have to cut off big deal things just like we did with like we were saying with john williams in the yeah like music pod sedental music cast there yeah it. to just like oh this is a monster movie about the president like, yeah that's kind of like that, that's yeah, off limits it's like it'd be so surface level yeah really um it has to be somewhat obscure not even somewhat obscure but some something that we could give some level of insight for even if it's that's true even if it's a stupid insight yeah yeah like, definitely like with the library of alexandria like <laughs> the destruction of knowledge and warfare like i just pulled that out of my ass but it <laughs> There, there is, there is a message there that yeah. maybe you could that you mm-hmm. could elaborate on yeah. that isn't like just being discussed in regular media every every day. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that, that's what I call it: monstrous metaphors. Yeah, I monstrous I tr- metaphors. I tried to portmanteau metaphor and monster together, like monstrous, but I, I couldn't. I was, I, it wasn't it wasn't happening. I was thinking, um, monstra. The meta monster force. Ooh, <laughs> it's the yeah. inward because it's, it's also a very monsters. it's also a very meta discussion. Oh, I thought it was more stories. of monsters being like, "What are we really doing?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, what if these movies take place from the uh, our our pitches, or I don't know, the movies we create, the stories we create, are from the point of view of the monsters, and they're like. You know, I destroyed the library of Alexandria, <laughs> and I thought I was doing something good, but I really destroyed knowledge. <laughs> that would definitely be like a whole other level of commentary. <laughs> that'd be a that'd be a, there'd be a an intellectual layer I hadn't even considered. I think I think the real challenge for me this week was that once you pitched Improvda, I was struggling to come up with a pun that could match oh, that. Yeah. So I don't think I pulled it off, but I tried. I mean, I still think your pitches were good. Thank you. I appreciate it. So that was our show. Those are four pitches. Yes. Can you believe we did that? Yeah. Four. We did that. We did. <laughs> Not we you, are strong. Us, except it was you, because you gave us an one, idea. One of you. Yeah. This rest, was us and of one you. of you. Mm-mm-mm. Sorry. Disappointed. Also, we have we um, Please come back. our first follower Ooh, we on do? Anchor. Ooh, which is a place you could listen to this. Ooh, nice. Um, this is also the segment of the show where we criticize our listener base. Yeah. We've only had 28 listens. 
That's really bad, guys. Guys, this is this is specifically we, your fault. We we are pouring our hearts and souls out on a weekly basis for you guys. <laughs> yeah, it's obviously not our fault. We're not distributing ourselves. And we now. only have. Oh, sorry, 29. We got 29 <laughs> plays now. Oh, even better. And one follower. That is bad. Yeah, and, uh, come on. Spread so the you word. guys need to do better. We're important. <laughs> <laughs> Ra- come on, we gotta ra- we're, we're rallying you. We're Spread counting the on word you. and... Tell us that you've heard? <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you to the 29 of you that do listen. Yes. Uh, have a good week. <laughs> yeah, and remember... Drink your water. Stay hydrated. Yeah, hydration is a good thing. <laughs> yes. All right. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. All music for this podcast was provided by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. He is also the brother of Fox McLeod. <laughs>